Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii Podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm your host, John Yamasato, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? Devin Nicola is um, not joining us for various reasons that may, we may or may not explain throughout the podcast, but he'll be back next for sure. For sure. He was disappointed that he's missing two weeks in a row, but we'll bring him back. Uh, we'll bring him back next week. He was yeah. very sad. He was very sad. Okay, before we begin, <laughs> let me remind our listeners of the ways they can stay in touch with the podcast. You can go to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to find us at High Sessions. You can go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts to find and download the podcast and listen to it. And of course, you can email us at highsessions at yahoo.com with your suggestions, questions, things of that nature. Keep the emails coming in, and you can also send Kyle your bathroom codes for, for various bathrooms around the island. If you'd like to help the show and get more music on the channel, please go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and donate. There you'll be more involved with the show and get to help determine who and what is filmed. Um, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Landscape Architects. You can call Kevin Yokomura, 808-722-8685 for a free estimate. We can go to kupukupulandscaping.com. Also, of course, Fort Ruger Market. I'm still stuck on the Rugerlicious. I know you had the beef stew bowl today, mm-hmm. Kyle. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I... So the way that I do it now is if I don't eat a poke bowl elsewhere during the week, I will have the poke bowl here on Tuesday. But if I eat a poke bowl somewhere else during the week, then I try to... I don't want to eat too much fish. You know, well, you've been eating that Rugerlicious for like five weeks straight already. I know. <laughs> well, no, last week, last week I did the beef stew bowl. Okay. Which is good. Uh, you can find Devin on Kumu 94.7. You can go to highlifeclothing.com to find all of Kyle's designs. And you can find me at locationshawaii.com, John Dash Yamasato. Wait. John. Yamasato? Slash Don? <laughs> I don't know. Just go to locationshawaii.com. I'm, I'm, I'm there. You can search me. All right. Okay. We're very happy, and I'd like to introduce our guests now. So, uh, Patrick and Elijah O'Day are joining us. They are the hosts of. Keiki Fishing Adventures on OC16 and on YouTube. So if you are uh, not from here, a lot of what we may talk about today is going to be pretty um, inside baseball because we're going to go deep dive into fishing and the island of Oahu and, and maybe some of the other islands. But if you have any interest in outdoor sports, outdoor fishing, I think this is going to be the podcast for you because these two are experts in their field. And um, I love to fish. Kyle likes to fish. So this actually works out perfect because Devin is the only one of the three of us that does not fish. Yeah. So the fact that he's uh, skipping this podcast. But is there's a difference now. We f- like to fish. We don't catch. They like to fish and they catch. Yes. So we'll find out the secrets this time. You know, yes. in, this, in, in an so, hour. So, <laughs> yeah. So before we get into and get into it, uh, Patrick, I'll start with you. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can tell us maybe some of the origins of the show. Like what made you decide, oh, I want to put this on a so I'm, I'm assuming you start off with the kids just taking up fishing because you yep. grew up doing that. And then um, what made you think, oh, maybe other people want to see this? Well, I grew up fishing. When I was a kid, I grew up at the ocean. My dad used to take me fishing. We used to spend a lot of time at Cayenne Point. It's <coughs> oh, where I used oh, to spend a lot okay. of my childhood, you know, growing up over there. You could just drive in. And we used to camp over there for a whole yeah. week almost. It was, it was a lot of fun back then. And I wanted to make sure my kids had the same experiences, you know, going to the beach and fishing because, you know, a lot of my childhood, those are some of my better memories. Right. You know, going to the beach. So you grew up on that side and then eventually came to town? Um, I actually grew up in Haina, but then... You would take the trek down there. You would take the trek over there, you know. But actually, my uh, my dad then used to do a lot of lobster fishing. Okay. And that's something we can get into later, but they would use like big, thick bamboo poles and catch all kind of lobsters. Oh. Off Kayana Point Off side. Off Kayana Point side. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I don't tell too much people about that type of fishing, you know, kind of keep it on a low pro, but that's what we used to do a lot of over there, and a lure fish yeah. as a kid. But then um, the reason why I got into the show was um, I wanted my kids to see other kids fishing, and there was nothing ah. There was nothing out there. Mm. It was usually just a bunch of old people trying to explain to kids, and you see these kids, they're explaining to have no clue about fishing. Yeah. And that's not very motivating, you know, to other kids. Yeah. My theory was, if I got a kid in there that can, is a hammer fisherman, you know, he can catch the fish, he knows how to tie the knots, put the bait on, 
that's going to motivate kids even more. Mm-hmm. So that's why, you know, I just worked with the kids a, a bunch on you know, proper reeling techniques, you know, everything you mm. needed to do to look really good fishing on TV. And then you just, just teaching them, you know. But the main purpose was to get something online that has kids showing kids how to fish is, was the main purpose. So yes. you were talking earlier when we were eating lunch. Initially, you, were, you had a bunch of kids that you were trying to get involved with your program. Yeah. And you realize that your own kids were the ones that were kind of not camera shy and kind of getting accustomed to being in the show. Yeah, so the whole purpose of the show, beginning part, was to get all these other kids. You know, I wanted to film all these kids fishing, maybe having my kids showing them how to fish, mm-hmm. you know, showing their techniques. The problem is a lot of kids freeze up when you put the camera on them. Mm. Yeah. You know, you put the camera on, they're, they're all gung-ho. But as soon as they see that little <laughs> red light on the camera, it's like, <laughs> their, their mouth just opens. They're looking at mommy or daddy. You know, so it's, it's, you can't blame them. It's, it's a lot of pressure, you know, so. But Elijah, you was a natural already. The red light went on. You was ready to go, yeah? <laughs> uh, kind of. It took me a while, but I was able to get used to it and just learn how to be able to talk in front of people. Yeah, it, it's a skill. Like, just like anything, you just got to practice it. And you get better and better. And after all, you forget it's on the camera, right? Yeah, you just focus on whoever you're supposed to be talking to. It's just a normal conversation, and you're just showing others just what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, to get them to look at the camera, well, for my kids, I put, like, a little happy face on top, like, the little mic on top of my camera. So focus at the happy face. Because if you don't look at the camera, it looks kind of weird. Yeah. You know, when they're trying to explain something to you, and and they're looking (laughs) to the side. So that's why it's important. you got to look at the camera, you know, especially if you're doing video work. Now, when you do any shows, are you the cameraman behind this? I do everything. That's awesome. So I don't actually, you don't hear me talking too much. It's the kids. Yeah. It's basically just the kids you see. You might hear me giving some directions in the back or try to move that side because maybe the angle with the camera or something Mm. like that. But, um, yeah, it's it's, um, mostly me. I do all the editing. So... As far as camera work, it's just you, but do you, are you putting GoPros on these guys? Yeah, head yeah we put extra, so we get extra camera angles. Okay. Is what we would do that. So you don't get to fish. You're busy working. Uh, I caught plenty of fish in my lifetime. <laughs> you know, when the kids grow up, I'll probably be catching fish again. Yeah. You know, their kids, you know, another reason for the program, I want to do something with my kids while they're still young. Yeah. You know, even if they, when we first did the show, I was thinking, ah, even if the show doesn't take off or it doesn't get on TV, at least I got all this film of me fishing with my kids. True. You yeah. know, that's how I looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I have all, you know, you don't even see all the film I have. You know, all yeah. the goofing around, you know, just playing around, behind the scenes stuff. So, were you always into videography and editing and all that? But, by the way, Kyle, keep going, okay? But uh, Kusumoto is upstairs texting me about his Pokeball. So I'm going to. Okay. It'd be kind of rude for a second, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm in I'm in the conversation. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of weird how I got into filming. Um, you won't believe this, but my one of my good friends and my roommates was Bulaia. What? Really? The Kaui? Yeah, Kaui Hill. Yeah, he's he's at my wedding and stuff like that. Really? Yeah, he performed and everything. Oh, so you saw the the whole thing about yeah, video so, and viral. Yeah, so that's I mean, why that was viral video before it was even yeah. called viral video. Yeah, know? so I saw and I was, I helped film like him and Button. You know, we just do all kinds of stuff. Oh, no way. Yeah, so I remember you know I was just one of many of his photographer you know videographers. He just grabbed any friend. Wow. And so I saw and I and we went to the editing room. So I saw like how it was done. Uh huh. And then. When I had this idea, my youngest was his first birthday. And then Kawi came over. He stayed with me for like, uh, probably like almost two weeks. We did all kinds of you know, stuff. And I explained to him my idea. Because uh-huh. like, I knew I could do the filming, but I didn't know how to do the editing part. Mm-hmm. And so about 10 years ago is when all you do is start doing editing on, yeah, you know, on by computer, yourself. Yeah. You know? So he told me, yeah, my friend, he just does it all you know, on his own now. You don't have to take it. Because when I used to go with Kawi, we go to this big studio place. He would sit over there, and I would sit in the back, and I watched him do the editing. It was like a big, you know, it was a big, big box. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, it would have Guy Hoggy in that the studio. You know, it had all these like big time people yeah. that was coming over there. So I was like, oh, I'm never gonna be able to do that, you know, or have the money to, to do that kind of stuff. So I just taught myself how to do the video editing. He gave me a couple of examples of some of his friends doing it. So when you're sitting at Kawi and watching him do his editing on his shows, what was your job at that time? I was just, you know, just observing. Yeah, we're just like roommates. So you just come over yeah. and hang out and yeah, enjoy. we just we just went all kind of ventures together. You must stuff. have laughed yeah, a lot in a youth. Do you know who, who <laughs> that guy around? Yeah. No, <laughs> I mean, your roommate. He told me yeah. about him before, but like I never, 
I don't remember meeting him if I did or anything. You can't watch his stuff anymore, right? Like, there's nowhere to see. You can watch it on YouTube. Yeah, they got some old stuff on YouTube. Oh, really? Yeah, you'll see his old stuff on YouTube. But I've lost contact with him. I went to Maui. I knew he has some Hawaiian homelands over there. Okay. I knew where, I knew which street it was. I just didn't know the exact number, you know, Uh, the address. So I I drove down the street to see if I would just get lucky, but I couldn't find him. So, how'd you end up being his roommate? Was it college or how did how did that happen? Uh, from one of my other friends, Kaulana, uh-huh. is, is how I met him and stuff like that. And I met Kaulana through another friend. We just met at the clubs, you know. And then we just actually we did a lot, of, you know, we did a lot of hunting and diving, yeah, and fishing together. Yeah. Me and him used to do all kinds of like you know night diving and you know hunting. We do all kinds of like go Molokai, Big Island, and then all kinds of. So you knew him when he was um, at the like at. His revving in his career already. No, this was so uh, he went up. He had a big yeah. upswing, and then he went down. Yeah. So I was kind of, I guess, around like the second time and he was trying to revive it, around back around up again. Revive mm-hmm. it, and then, um, and then I ended up moving to the mainland. Oh, okay. For for a while, and then I came back and stuff. So that's why we weren't roommates anymore. Mm. Wow. Yeah. So that's that's how I got into it. So uh-huh. I saw the video routine. So I knew. If he can do it, I, I can kind of do it, you know, yeah. with the kids. And it's like a, and I told him about the concept. He said, oh, that's going to do good. Mm. You know, he's like, well, it's kids fishing. Yeah. You know, so he, he knew it would do good. It's just the editing part, you know, just putting the, the stuff together. That was the hard part. Well, you know, from doing it, the editing is, is everything. And it's, it's the time-consuming part of yeah. it, you know. People don't see that part. They just see, yeah. you know, so you put a camera out there. Elijah? Were you, do you remember your first show? Where were you? What did you catch? When, and all that. I don't remember our first show. I remember. I was in seventh grade. Okay. That was like. That's that's rememberable. Time. Well, that's when we start. That's when we got on TV. Okay. Was seventh grade. What was the first episode on TV then? Do you remember? I think I want to say it was us going to the mainland to go on a fishing charter to mm. mexico oh because they had those and those were like really exciting and it was going to be a three-quarter day fishing trip it was the first time we ever done one of those and there was like the fred hall show a bunch of different stuff over there that were all like checking out i think that was the first show i'm not for sure but it was one of our earlier shows and the one I remember the most. And that happened around seventh grade, maybe like a year before we filmed it. Caught okay. a bunch of hamachis okay. on that trip. Yeah. That's, nice. It's pretty memorable for him. Mm-hmm. I caught like three or so, and they're like 20 pounds each. Yeah. yeah. And really good eating. You yep. can like make whatever you want out of them. And we caught... I remember Jane also caught three. Sarai even caught a couple. And even Ozias. He was limited out there. There's, there's a limit, right? To the bunch I of think yeah, you allow well, five pelagics per, per person. person. Yeah, oh, okay. is what they allow in Mexican waters and stuff. But they would have it would be like a whole operation. We went on top of the Malahini, and it was very welcoming crew. And you had like bunks you could go. They had a cook and everything, so it was just a very comfortable and like kind of relaxing. It took like a quarter of a day to get there. We had another quarter to fish. And then on the way back would be like the last quarter. Mm. And they just went over there. They would have someone to go look for the birds. And then everyone would drop was down their the lines. Yeah, it was like a yeah, huge it. charter boat. There are party boats where you could fit like 50 fishermen on top of it. Oh, like okay. a 70-foot boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just like, yeah, yeah. you feel like the load, you know, people. And they, yeah. they're throwing out anchovies and sardines. Just like live bait, just chummy. So the boils are like right next to the boat. It's crazy. crazy. Yeah. You see some of like the shows that we have. Did you get sick? I mean, I took a bunch of drama meat before. So oh, I was Okay, you didn't help Paulo the water then. <laughs> No. <laughs> Some other times on our boats over here, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, even me, I get sick you know, when I was a kid. The smaller boats makes you sick too. Man. Yeah, a little you bit know. more rocky. Yeah, especially when you're out this side. And yeah. side like I this. remember <laughs> back in in our day, like there was no dramamine, no such thing. I remember because I used to get seasick and yeah. air sick. I remember when the patch came out. But that was by prescription. I remember it until you put the ume in your belly button. You remember that? Yeah, no. I remember that one. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was one trick. Yeah. You get a ume and you put it in. Does it work? I never tried it. I yeah. never tried it. <laughs> I heard about that or the ginger. And then, and yeah. then they had the, the wristbands and none of it ever worked, man. That's why I just, I, I've never been, I mean, I've been boat fishing, but I have to go with like really good friends because most fishermen, once you're out a certain distance, they're not coming back. Oh, yeah. To drop you off, so you read up to very short, yeah. yes, very short trips or guys that are willing to to come back. There's an electronic band now that you put on. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Yeah, with I've it. seen it. Yeah, I've Pulse seen it. One, yeah. That my friend swears by, and he fishes a lot in San Diego. Oh yeah. And he says out of everything, that thing works. And oh, he stopped wow. taking the pills and everything, and he just wears this band. So my wife just bought it just recently to try it out because we're going on we're going on an Alaskan cruise next year. Oh, nice. Big boat, but yeah. I mean, she might get sick, so she just bought that band. Oh. So. I'll let you know how it goes with that band. Yeah, that's I heard a lot of positive things about that band if you guys get seasick or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Interesting. Actually, not too many anymore. A lot of times, I'll just make them, like, if we're going, like, on a big trip, just take a drawing. Even though I don't think they're going to get sick, just take it just to be on the safe side. Yeah. Well, they know? have the non-drowsy kind now, too. Yeah. yeah there's yeah. a bunch of different uh, combinations of those pills you can take now. Yeah. So, as far as fishing goes, you grew up fishing. Did the, all the kids take to it pretty quickly? Or yeah. Because it, it kind of depends on the kid. Like, you have to be a little bit patient. Well, the yeah. kids, so this is on Oahu now, but we actually grew, the kids grew up on Kauai. Oh, that's right. So that's it's a little bit more, like, country style yeah. over there and more outdoorsy. So the fishing was, like, automatic. You know, mm. They all took to fishing. It and, wasn't uh, like it, I had it's a force them. It's a lot easier to catch fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier, yes. <laughs> And you get it's, but it's also different terrain over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You know, over right. there, it's it's kind of more like um, similar to maybe like Waimea Bay. You know how it's like oh, sandy, yeah. and then it just drops off. There's a lot of beaches like that, and or there's like reef out there. Mm-hmm. But it's a lot of sandy beaches on Kauai. Okay, compared to over here, there's a lot more you know, rocky areas, and then um, and then the reefs. We have extensive reefs over here on Oahu. Yeah, on Oahu, Kauai doesn't have that. You know, mm. Only at like a Nini Beach is probably the, the biggest reefs I think they have over there on Kauai. Yeah. And that, that doesn't compare to the reefs we, we have over here. And then... Um, so what it, are you catching out there mostly then? Is a lot of veke and... Veke, actually caught more moi over moi. there. Uh, a lot of papio. We actually caught way more papio on um, Kauai than over oh. here. Over here, the way we're fishing out, we catch a lot of oil mm-hmm. you know, on top of the reefs. So I think a, a good portion of our audience will not know the difference in the fishes. So maybe we can explain. Mm-hmm. Just just give us uh, the most common here on Oahu, at least, are papio, oio, mm-hmm. and maybe moi. Maybe give us the difference. Uh, actually, we'll have Elijah explain the difference between the go. three fish and, and how to catch them. Okay, so oio, way more common over here on top of the reefs especially. Especially by Sand Island. It has a nice flat reef over there. And basically, all you do is just throw the line out. You can walk it out however far you like, and you just dunk it out. You just wait until it bites. Unlike koi, it's like super sandy most of the time. So you're gonna get like more papillos and some other kinds of like. So what? What did? Let me uh, ask you this, and and I know you know this because you're a fisherman. What's the difference in a fight between an oio and a papillo? Well, papillo, it's way more like jerking i would like to say like where it will keep pole. on like it will give you a bunch of tugs and like try and pull out the line like that mm-hmm. when oil is more like just like sharper tugs and they swim towards you too mm-hmm. yeah. and the line comes they're slack, way right? more yeah. unpredictable yeah. especially when you're by a reef ledge they love to go right to the ledge and go straight down yeah. so mm-hmm. those of you in the mainland oil is actually called bonefish in yeah. the mainland and it's then a, the yeah. papillos over here is you'll hear papillo and olua you so yeah. They're jacks. They're, yeah. it's, it's a jackfish. Um, there's, there's probably like, I think about seven to ten different varieties of jacks in, in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. They're all just rounded up into papio, which is under 10 pounds. And then you got over 10 pounds is referred to as an olua. Yeah. yeah. Elijah's caught one olua from shore over here by Sandy Beach using oh, yeah. olamas for bait. Oh. Yeah. Then, uh, but he's caught like a few of them off off the boat already. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, off the boat. Makes but that, that's a lot harder to catch over here, Oluas. Yeah. Yeah. What okay. is your favorite type of fishing, Elijah? Mm-hmm. If you had to choose. Well, I kind of like dunking. Or like if I'm going for a big fish 
and I want to have like a good fight, jigging would be the best one mm -hmm. off the boat. All you do is just throw out your lure, you go straight down to the bottom, reel it up as fast as you can. Mm -hmm. That was what you did on top of the Malahini in, uh, what you call it, in the Mexican waters. They would have everyone drop their lines at the same time and then they would reel them up and it would look like a big school of fish going up and then there would always be at least one person getting a bite and hooking up. Yeah. That's so, more exciting. So it's like a team. It's like a team effort on those I boats. See. So yeah. if, if everybody throws their lure off at the same time and they roll it up, there's just like a big school of fish coming up and just somebody's gonna get it. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's what I they're see. trying to yeah. do. And you know, so huh. So when you tell, oh, drop it down like you know a couple hundred feet, or they just tell you to count to ten. Yeah. Is usually what they do. Just count to ten, and then everybody just reels up. You know. Hey, have you guys tried? Um, I've, have you guys tried drone fishing? No, but we wanted to. I have one of those hey. drones. That's a big controversy right now. That's big controversy over here. How do you guys feel about that? You know, we haven't done it or, you know, but Wait, what's they, the it's a good way to catch. They're talking about banning it in Hawaii. I, I think it's... Oh, really? I think it the, passed. I think it passed. Yeah. I think oh. the governor might even... I don't, I'm not sure if he signed it yet or not, but yeah. I think it's on his desk. So they're going to ban it. So basically what it is is um, because they put the line so far out... Yeah. yeah. The curvature of the earth, you know, and, and then the <laughs> reef and stuff, they got to put, so normally when you throw out your line, there's a lead and your bait's on the bottom. Yeah. Right. But because it's so far out, they got to put a lead that goes up to a floater to keep uh, your line off yeah, the yeah, reef. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they hang uh -huh. the bait up so it's more like mid mid water column to higher up. And then, then they, from that, that jug, it goes to your fishing line. Right. And so the problem is it's so far out that fishing line that's attached to the jug sometimes breaks and there's a jug floating out there. Oh. And uh, some of these guys, you know, there's a lot of them that actually go out there and pick them up so they don't not leaving that out there. But there's some that aren't doing that. And then what happens is like the boats are running over yeah, the, the lines, getting, getting tangled caught up. in the props. Yeah. Oh, and the fishing line that they use is this uh, the braid, yeah. which is very tough. It's, I think it's, it's nylon. Yeah. yeah. They can't break it with your hand. Yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, it just cuts into like the props, like the the seals. So it just causes a lot of damage to your motors. So that's the no, that's the problem with the I think the drone fishing. Yeah, interesting. I didn't know about that. Yeah, so that sometimes when you're driving around, you'll see just like jugs. these jugs floating. You know, I think people are a little bit more conscientious about it now. So they're going out there and grabbing because a lot of people have been complaining about it. Sure. But, you know, you go to the west side or the north shore side, you see plenty sometimes. Oh. Interesting. I, I, I didn't know they were using jugs. Because yeah. then I can see it being a problem with the line being on the surface of the water and to your pole. Yeah, so like nighttime, yeah. a lot of these boats yeah. come close. So like these these people are using drones to fly it out like quarter mile. Right, 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 you know, right. so it's like, I understand you're trying to catch fish and stuff. But, you know, there's other people using the ocean. Yeah. So that's the problem. You know, and then they well, break and they leave the line that, you know, well, that line. Not only that. So, so that. I have tried drone fishing with well, Kyle. We tried. We yeah. tried it. We didn't know what we were doing, but we tried it. Yeah. <laughs> so so I got a drone. We we rigged up this thing, you know, and then I go, okay, Kyle, let's go try try this thing, right? Fly it out. And the first time we did it, we caught a big old eel, you yeah. know? So we're like, oh, man, this is this is great. This is work. Totally this is work. the secret technique. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then in, in subsequent tries, what, what I found, so this is my personal reason why I don't do it anymore, is... So I didn't know about this jug thing, you know, so, but. Yeah, we're just dropping the line. We're just dropping. Yeah, so that's, that's no problem when yeah. you just do that. Yeah, that's yeah. And, well, but, but, and we're using, uh, we're not using conventional reels. We're using the, the regular spinners, mm -hmm. you know. So you can only go so far. Yeah. Right. But you're using, like, almost the whole spool. Yeah. And then, like, say you catch a three-pound papillo, right? It's going to spool you a little bit more. But by, yeah. by the time you, you reel that thing up, like. He's There's a no fight. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's <laughs> so exhausting because it's like 250 yards out from me. When, so it's like, well, you know, I'm not in it to just kill a fish. You yeah. know, like I, I want to, you know, you, you want to either catch and release or catch and, and eat, right? Yeah. And so it kind of took the the fun out of it, I guess, cause, because it's like, yeah, you, you just, you just, it's like reeling in a boot. Yeah. You know, well, by, even by the time the you fish get it. Even inside. checking your bait. Yeah. You're like reeling it in for <laughs> so long to check the bait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We we so, only did like twice, I think, and we stopped. Yeah, yeah. So that that was that's my uh, drone fishing story. Well, actually, on the Big Island, um, 
they use that the, I can see. Well, yeah, but yeah. what they're doing that's different than what I was just talking about with the dunking is they're actually using the drones to drop off jigs like a half mile out. And oh they're really in. They're really in. They're catching like Onos, Ahis, all no kinds way. of stuff. Like You're talking South, about like the South, South Point? point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Because they, they got the drop. Yeah, right? yeah. So, yeah. Wow. so those are the ones that are catching like, I feel bad for them because, you know, they're not leaving the line out there on jugs or nothing. They're yeah. just trying to throw out the jig, you know, and just, you know, just but reel it in. Even someplace like Solid Point where they used to just use trash bags to get it yep. kind of out there. I mean, a drone makes sense to do, yep. to a little fish and just drop it out yep. there and, you know. Huh. I kind of like that. the idea and stuff. Yeah. It's just that I think the problem was the, the jugs. Mm. And then people were getting it caught, you know, so it's just because... I think they came Y and I. They were like right next to the boat harbor. Oh, like they must have screwed up you know, a bunch of yeah, boats. Yeah, so it was like right over there, and that's it's just so much traffic. Yeah, know? they should probably make areas where you can't do it, like by boat harbors or something, where you know the boats are coming. Well, close people can to just shore. be conscientious yeah. and pick up their jugs. Yeah, that, that would too be, would be awesome. Yeah, that yeah. doesn't happen. Well, some people <laughs> think they own the ocean too. Yeah, you know? that so that's happen. why like a lot of times you go right and there's like a whole spool of. Like lying, just like sitting on the beach or whatever. Why didn't so you just pick it with you? Yeah, after, just you pick know. it up, man. Yeah. So after all these years of filming your guys' show, what what have you noticed about the climate of fishing in Hawaii? The 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 way people t- are that's, taking that's care of the ocean. Question. You know the conservation side of it. What have you guys seen a change in in the past years that you guys have been doing the well, show? I think more people are more conscientious about the ocean. You know, wanting okay. to clean more. I see a lot more of that. I think you know they're worried about the reef, mm-hmm. and then. Um, well, you you grew up uh, near me. Yep. Uh, Mauna Loa Bay used to be terrible. Yep. It used to be just a mud, a mud pile, and then they came in and they cleaned up a lot of the invasive uh, limu. Yep. And now the fish have come back. People use the bay and stuff, so hopefully they can keep it. Maintain it like maintain that. Maintain it. Yeah. That's the problem. Is just is trying to yeah. maintain it. And then that limu, they cleared it over there, but like in Aina Haina, mm-hmm. it's loaded over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they cleared it at that spot, but you know, that's important to clear it there because what's ever growing over there, it just gets pushed down. So yeah. it's probably important to clear that area first and then work your way down. Yeah. But yeah. The There's a new weird limu growing outside um, Mauna Loa Bay. Too oh, now. oh, for It's real? like this green kind of stringy thing. So when you're walking on the reef with your tubbies, that thing would pick you up on the tubbies and you would drag it along with oh, you. Oh, yeah? Oh, wow. It's really, I just saw it just recently pop up. It's, it's strange. I don't know if that, that one is another good. invasive one that's kind of oh, taking over again. Oh, you know? guarantee. But that's, that's what's sad about the invasive lemurs because I think it's messed up a lot of the taco. When I was a gr- kid growing up on the east side, I, think, I, I believe there was way more taco. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then I look at the areas like where I would find taco. It's just covered with like that limu. Mm. And I don't think the tacos like it too much. A lot of those invasive limus. So yeah. a lot of the holes I would, you know, find the, the tacos as a little kid. Yeah. You know, we used to be close. I, you know, like talking about like Aina Haina, I used maybe like t- within 20 yards, I would, we would catch plenty of tacos. Yeah. As a kid. Now you, you got to go more out with a reef. Yeah. It, more just to get where yeah. it's cleaner, the yeah, reef. Cleaner. You know, mm. there's not less limu. It's farther out. So that's where you have to go to find the tacos mm. now. Mm. But so, yeah, yeah, definitely more people worried about the ocean. I, I think you guys show had a lot to do with it. You guys teach conservation, catch and release, yeah. you know, and, and you're teaching the kids this. So I think, I think it's a positive thing that you guys are doing that, you know, in a way. And it probably helped out. A lot of people get more aware about the ocean and stuff like that. So, but well, people come up to the, the kids all the time. Oh, he showed me how to catch like like chumming. You uh, know, just mm. learn how to just chum. You know, a lot of people don't realize you need to chum to bring the fish in. And yeah. then once you start chumming, they're catching fish. Oh, because of your chumming, we you know how to <laughs> catch more fish and all. Yeah. You know. So but you know, like when I was a kid, I don't know about you guys, but when I come up here like this, I would put it in a bucket and play with it until it dies, and then throw it back to yeah. the ocean or take them home. You know, I mean. Fish, you just right? didn't know, but, yeah. But now, now, they, you, now you're watching these kids, you know, you guys, you guys catch it, look at it, let it go. Yeah. And I think that really does help, you know, mm-hmm. with the conservation part of it, you know. And you got to do it kind of quick too, the release, yeah. you know, like when we were kids, you know, that little papillo that you see, you know, we see die inside the, or inside, we make like a little sand yeah. hole or something. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you died in there, like somebody sees you that doing that nowadays, they're going to want to arrest you. Exactly. You know, that yeah. fish is undersized. What are you doing? You're torturing it, yeah. you know? So yeah. that's why as soon as we catch the fish, if it's undersized or something, we're not going to catch. We what, try to what makes you guys, uh, at what point do you guys decide, oh, we're going to keep this fish? 
Because for me, when I when I catch a fish, even if it's size, I look at it and if I'm too lazy to clean it, I'll let it go. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. oh. <laughs> I'm just a lazy guy. <laughs> but it, you know, if it's a, if something I can take home and eat, and I feel like up to cooking, cooking and clean it, then I'll keep it. Yeah. But like, how 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 do you determine it on your show? What you guys keep and you know let go? Depends where we fish. Like if we're fishing on the boat, we usually keep most of all the pelagics we catch. Mm. You know, if we're fishing on the reef. We're, we're a lot more selective about what we would mm. we'll take. You know, if it's like the deep reef, you know, just outside the breakers where nobody can really fish, you know, we'll, we'll keep, you know, more fish. But if we're fishing the inside part, yeah, it's got to be kind of big for us to keep most times. You know, like the oils. I don't know how many times we catch oils. They're legal size. You know, a legal oil only needs to be like this big. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. You know? So about a fo- foot and a half? Yeah. I think it's about 18 inches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then... um. That's a small oil still, you know. First, yeah. you know, keeping an oil, it's got to be yeah, something con- like... Considering how big yeah. they get, yeah. Guys, yeah. we made a rule. If it's not six pounds, we let them go. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah, it's got to be at least five pounds yeah. for us. Yeah. And it depends if we're... You know, if we already have some oil in the freezer, we're not going to go... You know, catch keep more, right? Catch. We're, yeah. just gonna, we're just going to film us catching and showing you how to catch oils and just release the mm-hmm. fish a lot of times. Um, yeah, it's, we just feel like, you know, the more you release, you know, hopefully you catch it when it's bigger. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'd be nice if we could do more tagging on the fish, but I don't think there's really a tagging program for the eels right now. Mm. Okay. But the papillos and all that still yeah, I think I think papillos still get in the moi. I think I have okay. for for those two. Elijah, um, what what is your favorite island to fish on? Well, I only fished on two islands so far. Just Koi Koi and Oahu? Here, Oahu. Okay. And I enjoy Koi more because it's more isolated yeah, i feel like crowded overfished you don't really have to worry about someone like walking in front of your poles swimming your lines <laughs> yeah, that's true. there's a lot of that over here and it kind of limits where you can fish at like you can fish waikiki if you really wanted to there's some spots there but there's like certain times you should fish there like only early morning or late afternoon there's no swimming and surfers mm-hmm. out yeah and that's the same thing for diving I thought Waikiki has like a year on year yeah, every off other year. every yeah. other year. So this year you can fish this year, okay. And then uh, on the thirty first of December, it's uh, no fishing. Do, do you guys see people out there policing that or? Um, yeah, you don't see too much fishing on the off years over there. Okay, that's good. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. Actually, I think. Uh, when I was a kid, I remember hearing stories about like the people in the condos would call the cops on you and stuff oh. when I was a kid. Oh. So that's what I remember as a kid, you know, growing up, you know, fishing that area. They'll, they'll call they'll the watch, cops. Yeah. yeah, they'll watch and stuff. I mean, that's good. Yeah, you I know, mean, they're self-regulated. Hate, self-regulated. Yeah, I hate, you know, cops call, somebody calling cops on me, but in reality, it's pretty good. Yeah. Well, I've, I've always said, man, it. like, if I, if I was in charge, all this rail money would be put toward conservation and uh, taking care of the shorelines, you know? Well, and you uh, should run. I'll vote for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that's mean, a good platform. That's a I good have platform. like I have like eighteen million other things that I use the money for than the rail, but that's another yeah. whole story. They should have started on this end of the island first, I think. <laughs> well, it, well, yeah, we won't, we won't get into thing, rail. Yeah, don't don't get, get me that. into rail. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, so you've been okay. So I had this question chambered. Maybe we'll do it for the for the Patreon. So I'm going to tease it now because I I don't want you to give away your secrets on on the main channel, but. I always used to go to the Kaiser house to go fishing. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever caught anything there, ever. So so for the patron, I, I want you guys to tell me your secret of how you catch fish out at the Kaiser house. They're not going to oh, tell you. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the code of fishermen. They're not going to tell you that. You got to... Well, give me at least a hint. Because <laughs> I swear, well, I'll tell you what I do, and you tell me what I'm doing wrong. Yeah, that's How's that? Okay. okay, we'll do yeah. that. So that's our... That's gonna I'll tell you right now, it's, it's you doing it wrong. Well, 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 <laughs> well, part of it is I'm lazy and yeah. I only have certain setups that I do yeah, that I, I probably don't beat. even work already. I got something that will probably help yeah. you double your chances. Okay, oh, really? okay, okay. Okay, stay tuned, Patreon. Yeah, I got something that will help you double your chances. <laughs> so, okay, so so again, for our listeners who are not fisher people, um, you know, you have in Hawaii two traditional ways of fishing from shore. There is what's called dunking, where basically you're hooking a lead up to your line as well as a hook and you throw it out into the water the lead sinks the bait down to the bottom and sits on the floor and and the bait just sits there until fish comes along and, and bites it yeah. okay? and you're just waiting 
And then there's whipping, which is where you're casting out the line and reeling it back, casting out the line, reeling with it back. With a lure. With either a lure or with live bait. Mm-hmm. It kind of depends. And so um, now, that, now that we know the two differences, what, what do you guys typically are typically doing? Are you more of a dunking family or a whipping family? I think that everybody does both. Yeah. A lot of people will throw out a pole as a dunking and then go whipping down down shore or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, lazy people like me, I like dunking because yeah. I'm, you know, I'd rather just sit and cook on my hibachi and. Are you still fishing? With. Yeah, you're still you're technically still fishing. fishing. Technically, yeah. you're still fishing yeah. there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You're just but not doing active fishing. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean? yeah. So, are you guys uh, more of a whipping whipping group or, or dunking? I mean, we do more dunking. We're kind of lazy too. <laughs> we kind of like to just relax, lay on the beach sometimes. Just depends on where we're at. But dunking way easier, and all you just gotta do is make sure you check it every so often. Yeah, you, you can't just yeah, you just can't leave it out there and hope something's gonna bite it. Cause by the time you check it, no more bait. So what do you do when you're passing time while you're dunking? Are you preparing another? Uh, gear to draw or what what are you what are you doing cleaning cutting bait or on the phone or bodyboarding yeah we do bodyboard right in front of our fishing poles oh really a lot of times so (laughs) the pole is right there fishing line their body (laughs) like you know right in the shore break when they see any comments yeah yeah they'll go hey get something they'll just (laughs) right up the beach (laughs) so you are keeping it they're multitasking yeah they're multitasking or they're just cruising in the tent or something that's good yeah that that's half the fun like to me is like fishing it doesn't like so my uncle i used to go a fishing uncle ronnie and he would you know he'd go off and just whip for hours man that guy was just a a machine you know just just whip and whip and whip and whip all day but as a kid i don't know you get you get bored and you start skipping rocks and then next thing you know like someone push you in the water and then you're swimming and wrestling in the water and stuff like that so that's that's a lot of what Hawaii yeah, all my kids wrestle they're on the wrestling teams you uh, know so they you know they're wrestling on the beach and you know. <laughs> or they play baseball Those, we have there's four of them so they'll make two on two baseball you know just as long as you have some poles like we'll we'll go to the beach get the poles in the water first you know then we can relax you know after yeah. the poles are in, and then you just can goof off and and have fun the whipping is it's a little bit different it depends the situation you know so, have you raised your kids to appreciate the outdoors and the environment and doing active things? Or do they still, when they're at home, just stare at their uh, computer screens and phones? They're, they're normal kids. Yeah. They're, they're normal they're kids. Still, yeah. They're still doing that, but they actually know how to fish and do a bunch of other things. That's too. good, though. It's, it's not just, they, they, only know, no. they don't only know how to play Fortnite. Yeah. Right. They, know how, they can go out, <laughs> they can go out and... There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it, but they can go out and catch you something to eat for dinner. You know, if they wanted to. That's good. That's a great skill to have. Yeah. You know, yeah. they know how to clean. Well-rounded. Yeah. They, and it's not just fishing. They can go diving. Mm-hmm. You know, they could, they could, you know, survive if they had to. Yeah. You know, off the ocean is what I wanted them to learn. That's you good. Know? Kids not ease. I wish all of them could yeah. enjoy. Because you know, the video games is hard. You know, that's that stuff is made to make it super oh, addicting yeah. for kids. Yeah. Believe you me, know? I know. <laughs> 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 and, you know, I'm just happy that, you know, they enjoy fishing, you know. Oh, they're lucky they had a father like you that took them out, yeah. you know, to yeah. enjoy that kind of experience we experience as kids. So yeah. you guys got to do a, a Molokai episode. <laughs> you guys got to do a Big Island episode. Yeah. We want to try to go Big Island and Maui, the ones we're looking at. Oh, mm. Maui episode. Yeah. yeah, Maui got some good places. Yeah. The only thing about Maui, sometimes it, it's windy over there, you know? Yeah. So, so it depends where you go. On, yeah. yeah, it depends on the, the area. We always stay. So my wife is from Maui, and we uh, stay in Kihei over the Christmas break every year. And I always would think, oh, I should do some fishing, but that it side of the island it, it, at that time of year is just windy, windy, yep. windy. So I'm like, oh, it never kind of works out. But um, Big Island, one of my greatest fishing trips was um, my dad was working on something, some kind of thing on the Big Island. So he had a key to this gate that led down to a private beach. There's a hotel there now. So it does the beach. It's I mean, gone. the beach exists, but you can't get to it anymore. But there was this private beach behind a gate. We would go every year and go camping over the weekend and just fish or whatever. But one night, um, I guess the tide went down really low and you could walk out to the outer reef. And we went out there and it was just like nonstop mempachi. Oh, wow. Just like, you know, you get the 
glow the 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 floater with the glow and then you're just catching with the glow grubs or whatever Mm -hmm. just non-stop catching kind of thing you know throw back or whatever and we took a bunch home got to eat mempachi for the first time it was really good but that's one of my my best experiences you know who's actually a good diver because he used to come with us to to uh big island is jake shimabuko oh yeah i went diving with him on um well we went on a fishing trip and he went diving on um Hawaii goes fishing, I think it was, or let's go fishing. Oh. Shows. But we never caught anything, so he never got aired. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> well, he caught, he went he went diving, and then I went throw netting, and he caught one small manini like this. <laughs> so it's kind of embarrassing, right, to yeah. just show that on TV. Yeah, so yeah, he never yeah. aired, you know. Well, then Lopaka, Lopaka also is good at, at diving. Yeah. You're f- but he's from Molokai, so you kind of expect that. Oh, yeah, of course. Those Molokai guys, they, they know how to yeah. fish from birth, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But, but, uh, but Jake is a good diver. Yeah, yeah, he is. And um, so how often do you, do you guys go diving quite a bit too? We go, well, the, the kids are in school, right? You know, when they're in school, it's hard. Yeah. You know, plus they're in sports. They do wrestling and. Um, oh, yeah. So it's, it's, right. it's kind of hard yeah. to balance. I don't want to, you know. So what, what is the schedule for the TV like? Like how often do you have to go to keep, keep making content? It's, it's you know, whenever I can. It's, just basically, it's wow. basically just the weekends. Like we'll summer, weekends. we do most of our filming. Mm-hmm. It's just last summer I had like a surgery where they had to reattach my bicep and it was wow yeah it was pretty bad so I was out like the whole summer so we didn't get to film too much but just just the weekends usually when we could feel like one day so it's important for us to be able to catch yeah it's also hard right when, yeah I mean, there's days you get skunked I yeah. don't know about you guys but there's days there's many days I get skunked well, so we're, we're, we're getting you know, to film well, a show knock, knock on wood we're we're doing pretty good oh, good on our catch ratio and stuff good. And I think a, a big part of it is because we film a lot, we don't like to be around other people. Yeah. Mm. Not to be like non-social or nothing, but you know, they're going to be in your film. You got to have release. And then, yeah. and we're also like tourist magnets, our fishing poles. You know, the tourists are always come by us. They see kids fishing. Boom. Plenty yeah. questions. Mm, it's yeah. like, oh, what are you guys doing? What are you guys catching? It's like. Are you trying to film a show? Yeah, we're yeah. trying to film. You know, we're trying to do stuff. It, it's just hard. So a lot of our fishing, you'll see us out on the reefs. You know, away from the, ah. you know, we'll be in, you know, Santa, we'll take our little Zodiac to go somewhere. So we're, we're farther offshore, but we're still on the reef, uh-huh. you know, but we're just not easily accessible to other people to, to come around. I had a question regarding, um, choices of shots in your, in your, in your visual, you know, of camera, camera angles and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you guys consciously, I mean, on a wall, everybody can tell where you are. Yeah, you know, with landmarks and stuff. In some places that you guys go, do you guys consciously try yeah. to, yeah. you know, leave out the landmarks so it doesn't yes. get overcrowded and overfished and all this kind of stuff? Yes, especially if we go with somebody. We're yeah, not, we're not going to show the, yeah. the spots. We're going to be real. Like the angles are going to be more down. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like sometimes, you know, it's it's just hard. But I know what you mean. Like you know, people were gonna, especially in Kauai, you had to be more careful about mm. where you, you know you shot your yeah. Especially outer island, right? Yeah, especially outer yeah. islands. Yeah, you know, you gotta be really careful. Oh, interesting. Yes, over here, maybe if you went like west side or something, but yeah, it's not as bad, I think, as the outer islands. Yeah, yeah. Over here, we'll there's too many landmarks, and you can tell. Yeah, where you are, it's just it's like yeah. But I know what you mean about like telling the spot, especially like if the Honolulu are running or like yeah, you know, you tell somebody oh the mm. Honolulu online, they go why you tell everybody now the place gonna be packed, you know, yeah, hundred people fishing yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. But you know, people gotta feed and fish too, you know. So mm. it's just I know you want to keep it secret, but you know, if everybody's able to fish, you know, more people are gonna want more fishing, you know, they're not gonna want to like oh I don't, I don't catch anything. Yeah. Cut off fishing then, you know, no mm. more fishing until the fish are back. But if everybody's catching, you know, I'd be like, oh, okay, let's, let's keep the fishing going. And, you know. Mm. And, okay, so what my next question is uh, what kind of gear are you rocking? Are you guys pen guys? Are you uh, ugly sticks? Or I can't remember the other brand that I used to Shimano. Shimano. Yeah. You do a lot of Shimano? Mostly, mostly pen, but we pen. have Shimanos and stuff like that. Well, and go over maybe some of the differences in the reels, why you like one over the other. Well, the the going, what everybody says is that the pins are more durable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They right. can handle being dropped, you know, right. or like, you know, thrown around more. Whereas the, the Shimano's, they're just, they're so much nicer than the pins. Mm-hmm. You know, just the, they're the, pretty. Yeah, they're pretty. 
but just the movement, you know, and how it, you know, just the feel of it, it's a lot nicer. But yeah. they're supposed to be more finicky, you know, they can break easier. But to be honest, I haven't seen a difference between mm. the two of them. And pen is typically cheaper than Shimano. That depends which pen you get, but oh, yeah, different models, yeah, yeah, depends on which one level you get. of fishing. Yeah, but we, to be honest, we used to maybe like the hundred dollar kind reels. We don't mm. get like the super expensive ones. Yeah, we want to be like just like when somebody were to just grab a fishing pole. We don't even use like the big Olua poles. If you see a lot of our show, we're using small smaller spinners. Yeah, you know, plus it's better for film too. You know, if, yeah, if I were to fight like. A five-pound eel on a big surf rod with a conventional reel. <laughs> you're hossing the thing. Yeah, no, it's not even going to be one fight. You know, it's you know you get skipping the, on the water. Yeah, you get to take it home and eat it, but it's not one fight. Yeah. You know? So that's why we use the the spinner rods. You know, the lighter lines. And actually, it's not even real hard poles. They're like medium action fishing. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just a nice bend. Yeah. And then you know, so it's just smaller. We use like the medium-sized fishing poles and just like a cheap. Uh, maybe like a hundred to two hundred dollar fishing reel is is all you need, and you'd be able to catch fish over here. You just gotta know where the spots are. Yeah. And know. and how do you rig up? Like, um, are you do you guys use a lot of floaters, or are you doing a lot of just uh, lead dunk? Uh, it depends where we fish. Like, if we mm -hmm. go like by Sandy Beach, Irma side, mm -hmm. more floaters. Mm -hmm. you, know, mm -hmm. you know, it just depends the the environment. If we're on the top the 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 reefy flat areas, then we just be dunking, you know, with the leads and stuff. Okay. Where's your guys, um, are you guys sponsored by any fishing supply store or anything like that right now? No, where, not right now. Where do you guys go for most of your gear? Hmm. Just all over, to be honest. Whatever side of an island you're fishing. Yeah, you're actually, fishing. I go to the Macaulay's. I like yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. The guy's pretty nice over there. Yeah. Get, get one guy over there. He knows the kids and stuff. Okay. You know, swing, but I like him. He's pretty cool. And then, um, I think we used go Brian's but not too much mm -hmm. I'll tell you a, a Macaulay bike story that has nothing to do with fishing <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> my wife used to work there in college really yeah she used to work at Macaulay bike uh -huh. you know so she's still friends with everybody over there but this is how like so I just we just started dating okay and then she's like oh I'm, I'm quitting my last day gonna be like next week or whatever Macaulay bike so I'm like oh okay so I'm, I'll pick you up from work and then we'll go have dinner after or something so I go to pick her up from work at Macaulay Bike. And this is how I knew who I was dealing with at this point. Kyle knows my wife. She, yeah. she's, <laughs> she's got a personality. But um, so I'm expecting I'm going to walk in there. She's going to be kind of sad. She's going to hug everybody, you know, and yeah. it's going to be a goodbye. She goes, okay, you ready? I'm like, yeah, okay. So she's like, okay. So we walk to the front door and she goes, okay. And she turns around and she goes, see you suckers. <laughs> <laughs> she laughed. <laughs> <laughs> and that was her last day at Macaulay Bike. Really? <laughs> yeah. but, she, but she's still friends with those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, she did it in a joking yeah, way, yeah. but I was like, oh. She never cried. No. No. Uh, she never sad. There was no like, oh, I'm going to miss you guys or what? No. You know was why? She, she got the grand prize. She, she's she's like, the latest, like, I'm out of here. <laughs> was she there a long time? or? Nah, it was just a college job. Oh, there, just a college job. Yeah. yeah. And she got along with everybody. but the, the, And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, she's just... She's not going to be a sentimental person, you know, like mm. <laughs> moving forward. So that was kind of a, a peek behind the curtain that I'll, I'll never forget. That'll be my dream high school, college job. Work, Work at Macaulay Bike. Oh, and fishing supply store. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but yeah. then you're not fishing. Yeah, but you, you, you're yeah, you, you get the inside scoops. You get the inside scoops. You know where it's you the fish stay. Everything. You know, you see what the, the old timers they using. Yeah, ask questions. Yeah, yeah that's you know. true. Yeah, I always, uh, I always used to like going in there, and then you see all the nice new shiny stuff, and I would save up for my new pen reel, and that's good times. Yeah. Okay. But it doesn't depend on the reel. It's, it depends on the fisherman, you know. Yeah. True. Yeah. That is true, man. I've seen the guys with the nice flashy, you know, dude, you can five hundred dollar reels. Yeah. It's like you're not guaranteed going to catch with that. Yeah. You can be in a group of ten people, nobody catching, but one guy catching. Yeah. You know. It's just it's got the got the touch. Hmm. Okay, uh, we've come to the point of the show where I'm gonna ask both of you. So technically, we are on a music channel. So we have one music question that we ask all of our guests, and both of you can go. I'll have to rephrase the question for you though, because y you're younger. Okay, but for you, Patrick, if you were stranded on a desert island for the rest of eternity, 
and you could only take three albums with you to listen to for all time, what three albums would that be? And then for you, Elijah, if you were stranded on a desert island for the rest of eternity, and you had your phone with you, and you could make a playlist, what three artists would you put in your playlist to listen to the, the rest of the, t- oh, for the rest update, of the time? John. Yeah. <laughs> See, he understands albums. He's yeah. going to be like, what are you talking about? So albums are like those things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've seen those before, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a, that's, a, that's a hard one right there. One a, of, a, a lot no, of people. No, one for sure. Which one? Bob Marley. Okay. okay. <laughs> which, which, which album, though? The, um, the blue one. The legend? Yeah, the legend. Okay. Wait, legend is blue? Doesn't it have a blue cover? Yeah, with his head. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think okay. that one's blue. We'll give you that one. We, 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 we used to say no greatest hits album, but oh, that's the greatest hits one. But but nobody uh, nobody abides by our rules anyway, <laughs> so we'll just take that one as as a go. Okay, we think of another one. In the meantime, Elijah, you got one. I mean, I don't really listen to a certain type of artist or music. I usually just go on Spotify. Just rap, yeah. See, go to oh, whatever's most popular and just listen to it. If I like it, I'll just like oh. I'll listen to it. If not, I'll just skip it. I don't really have like a taste or anything. Really? What, what song do you listen to over and over right now? What's the current song that you like? I don't really do that. Really? <laughs> I'm kind of like... Kids don't do that Kids anymore. don't have like a favorite yeah. band anymore. They just have yeah. like a they just playlist. What, yeah. Okay, what is your favorite Fortnite emote? I never played Fortnite. Yeah, he's, oh, not, he's not a actually. Fortnite. He's, okay. he's, uh, he was like Roblox. And oh, Roblox. Minecraft okay, okay. All right. That kind of stuff. Interesting, because because a lot of the songs that my son knows is from Fortnite. Oh, and it's retro songs too. Well, yeah, because what they do is they like they'll make a dance out of the song, and then they you know it's an emote in the oh. game. Okay. And, and me being old, I think it's a song that they made for the game, and then I, I hear it on the radio. I'm like, oh, that's a real song. I thought it was just a dance. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> if you had to choose pop music, <laughs> rock music, dance music. I mean, I kind of like electronic music. Electronic I don't really, oh, okay. I don't really care like about those like rave the music? vocals and yeah. like the lyrics and anything. I usually just listen for the instruments, the bass, and that kind of stuff. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Patrick, you got your other two albums? <sighs> no, I, I can't think of. That's just. It's gonna be Bob Marley Legend, Bob Marley Uprising, Bob Marley. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kaya? Maybe a Steel Pulse in there or something. A Steel Pulse? Uh, okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I like reggae. Reggae's probably... Nice. Good. All right. We'll give you the Steel Pulse. The, like Gregory um, Isaac. Uh-huh. Oh. Night Nurse. Like. Yeah, Night Nurse. That's that's a good album. Yeah. Uh, that's a good album. Yeah, I'm like more old school reggae type yeah. of... You know what's crazy? is Someone was telling me like the reggae nowadays doesn't sound anything like no, that anymore. It it's, all, it's all dubstep and, and uh, electronic and stuff. It's kind of sad. Because I like the old style doo-woppy reggae stuff. It's good, it's good stuff. And I went to some of those concerts too as a kid. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think we all did. Yeah, right? so yeah. it's even more like more like yeah. with at those. the Waikiki show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. So we'll do the Steel Pulse yeah. with the the album with the roller skates on it, <laughs> and then um, and then uh, great guys like nice nerds. Okay, that's good. Okay, so we're gonna take a short break. We'll come back. Uh, I'm gonna get my secret about trying to catch more fish over at uh, Kaiser House, and we'll see you all next week. Take care.